the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In Washington, a new poll doesn't just carry with it bad news for President Biden, but good news for former President Trump with an eye to 2024. On Friday, Emerson College polling released their latest poll, and it shows more discouraging news for President Biden. A majority at 50% disapprove of the president's job performance, while 41% approve. In a hypothetical match between former President Donald Trump and Mr. Biden come 2024, 45% would vote for Mr. Trump and 43% would vote for Mr. Biden. A strong plurality at 49% would vote for the Republican candidate, while 42% would vote for the Democrat. 49% of independents would vote for the Republican. Bernie Bennett reporting. High winds off the Florida coast prompted SpaceX to delay the return of four space station astronauts. They were supposed to leave the ISS today and come down tomorrow. They'll have to wait. This is SRN News. Bad decisions limit future options. Make enough bad decisions and you destroy your life. Listen to The Flotline with your host Rick Hughes every Sunday morning at 7.30 here on AM 1280 The Patriot. The Flotline describes a main line of resistance in your soul, built on God's Word. Join us every Sunday for 30 minutes of inspiration, motivation, education, all without manipulation. The Flotline with Rick Hughes every Sunday morning at 7.30 here on AM 1280 The Patriot. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle is back, and we're looking to pay your mortgage or rent for all of next year. You can enter to win once a day at am1280thepatriot.com. Be sure to check in daily at our Freedom Fan Club page for a chance to score bonus entries. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle is brought to you by Tom Matiney of New American Funding. Your forecast for today, we're looking at mostly cloudy and a high of 68 with a low of 45 for tonight. Tomorrow, partly sunny and a high of 58 with a low of 40. This is AM1280 The Patriot. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in on this uh, beautiful fall weekend. Hope you had an opportunity to uh, get out and enjoy uh, the weather yesterday uh, was about mid-60s and sunny. Uh, it's going to be similar today in the mid-60s. Not quite as sunny, but it's going to be another beautiful fall day. So hopefully take advantage of it because I think by this time next week uh, we're going to be in the 30s, uh, maybe even a few snow flurries. Dare I utter the word snow? I think I just did. But, uh, hey, it's 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 November. We're well into November, so shouldn't be totally unexpected. Hey, got a lot to get to on today's broadcast. By the way, uh, I don't know if I properly uh, thanked everybody for who tuned in uh, to our election night broadcast. Uh, There weren't any radio stations that I know of that were covering local election results, and Mitch Berg and I were breaking them down this past Tuesday night. Yeah, we talked a fair amount about the national elections, you know, particularly what was going on in Virginia and New Jersey, because, well, I mean, it's making national news, no doubt about it. But we did cover a lot about the local elections, and particularly when it came to what was going on in the city of Minneapolis. Now, I will say, not all was great uh, outside of the city of Minneapolis. You know, we had a lot of conservative school board candidates that were jumping into the fray, 
putting their money where their mouths were and said, hey, we don't like what's going on in our kids' school district. Time for us to step up and you know get our voice heard on the school board. And we didn't get as many conservative candidates elected to various school boards as we like. But nevertheless, we applaud and thank those who stepped forward and realize that you know this is just the beginning. You know the the, the fight doesn't end just because uh, the uh, uh, an election was lost. That's for certain. But uh, we did focus a lot on what was going on in the city of Minneapolis, particularly three ballot initiatives. Now, question number two was the big one, basically allowing the city council to have purview to uh, over construct a. Department of Public Safety, and under their purview, they may opt to have police and peace officers be a part of that Department of Public Safety, essentially defunding the police, because there is a statute within the uh, city charter that says a certain percentage has to be spent on policing within the city. And that ballot initiative got shot down Quite handily, I think it was like 56 uh, to uh, 44%, if I'm not mistaken. It was defeated by double digits, That that's for sure. And uh, the majority of the members of the Minneapolis City Council who advocated for the defund the police were ousted. Uh, four incumbents, including Cam Gordon, Steve Fletcher, Philippe Cunningham, and Jeremy Schroeder, all defeated. Uh, Lisa Bender who was president of the city council, and Alondra Cano, both on the defund the police bandwagon. However, neither uh, opted to seek re-election. Uh, Jeremiah Ellison, son of our state's attorney general, Keith Ellison, uh, he was narrowly re-elected despite being a big advocate for defund the police. So the the progressives brought in some heavy hitters to try to put this, drag this across the goal line, and it got soundly defeated. Ilhan Omar, who actually made an appearance in the city of Minneapolis, uh, even though that's the district she represents, and Attorney General Ellison, both big advocates for defund the police, and it didn't happen. So it's interesting to see how the demographics broke out. You saw that particularly lily white progressive areas of Minneapolis voted to defund the police, okay, because you know, they live in areas primarily that aren't all that touched by crime. But one of the uh, North Wards, uh, Philippe Cunningham's ward, which I believe, uh, I don't remember the my specific ward numbers, but the uh, area where Philippe Cunningham represents represented uh, Ward 4. Okay, that was at Ward 4. It's one of the northmost parts of Minneapolis, North Minneapolis. Uh, Latricia Vita of the Minneapolis Park Board uh, trounced Philippe Cunningham, doubled his vote total 60% to 30%. Absolutely crushed Philippe Cunningham, who's one of the more outspoken advocates of this. And he represents Ward 4, which is the northmost part of Minneapolis. Think there's any? think there's a crime issue, North Minneapolis, gun violence. How about all the, the youngsters just this past summer alone that were struck by uh, errant gunfire? Okay? Including taking the life of a a beautiful little girl who was, gosh, I believe she was only three, four years old. And so some poetic justice in there is as Cunningham was was ousted. So to me, this is this is good news. But then I got to thinking about this. You know, okay, defund the police. It, it failed as it should. Maybe Minneapolis isn't quite ready to embrace a Mad Max post-apocalyptic style uh, area. Okay, maybe they're not quite ready for that. So maybe they're not completely nuts. But I got to thinking, you know, in a way, the defunding of police, which let's face it, in some circles, that's a euphemism for abolishing the police force altogether. It's kind of already happened, hasn't it? I mean, staffing levels are dangerously low at, at, at this point in time. I mean, I, I, I don't remember the uh, the exact number, but I do remember, uh, I think it was, well, in the aftermath of, the, um, of George Floyd being killed. So this was a few months, I think it was back in September 2020, there was a KSTP report 
That said, uh, the uh, Minneapolis police chief uh, said their sworn patrol force um, is at about 535, which uh, they've had about 100 separations in 2020 um, compared to what's typically around 45. So a lot of them are taking early retirement, leaving the career altogether. And I don't think they've been able to replace that. They haven't been able to make the adequate replacements for this. I mean, NPR had a story around that time um, talking about how the number of reported violent crimes like assaults, robberies, and homicides were well up in 2020 as compared to 2019, and more people were killed in the city in the first nine months of 2020 than were slain all of 2019. And I think that's the trend that continues in 2021. So property crimes like burglaries, auto thefts are also up. Incidents of arson increased 55% uh, from fall of 2020 over fall of 2019. And I don't think that they've been able to replace all those officers yet that have left. Now, again, the, the city charter remains intact, and there is a certain amount of dollars that has to be earmarked for law enforcement police officer staffing, and it hasn't happened. So I guess the question is, how, who, who's in charge of ensuring that that gets enforced? And then you also look at it, there's five different police precincts within the city of Minneapolis. And uh, Kyle Hooten of Alpha News, he put out a tweet last week indicating that he had spoke with uh, a Minneapolis police officer who told him that during some shifts, there's one, count them, one cop car assigned to an entire precinct. So that tells me the staffing issue hasn't been hasn't been alleviated. So again, who who's going to oversee that that gets done? Well, the strong mayor question, which was question number one on the ballot. And by the way, Jacob Fry, uh, he uh, did survive a lot of scrutiny that he endured in 2020 and was reelected. Uh, ballot question number one. This is from uh, Jesse Van Burkle of the Star Tribune. Minneapolis voters are sending Maker, Mayor Jacob Fry into a second term with more executive power than any leader in the city's history and allowing him to maintain sole command of the police department. Two proposed charter amendments gave voters a choice about whether the city council or the mayor should wield more power at City Hall. They sided with the mayor, jettisoning, jettisoning a push from progressives to overhaul policing, in part by giving the council oversight of a new public safety department. They also diminished the city council's sway over city operations, consolidating authority over city departments in the mayor's office for the first time since the city was founded. So looks like the purview is under Jacob Fry. And because Jacob Fry was never a defund the police or abolish the police uh, politico, I mean, he even in his uh, initial mayor's race, mayoral race, uh, mayoral campaign in 2017 when he was elected, obviously for the first time, he was a big advocate of reforms in policing, but never abolish, never defund. And, and, and you remember the infamous shot uh, about a month or so after George Floyd was killed. He was at a uh, black, I believe it was a Black Lives Matter rally, and it was near his apartment building. And they asked him point blank, do you believe in defunding the police? And he stuck to his gun, so to speak. And he said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm all for serious reforms, serious reforms including techniques, whatever else, have to be implemented, but I'm not for defund the police. And they basically shamed him away from that gathering, and there's the infamous shot of him walking down the sidewalk by himself, basically his head hung in shame after being lambasted by this protest. i I, I got to be honest, I kind of felt bad for the guy. But now, with dangerously low staffing in the police department and Mayor Fry now having the purview over the police department, that's, hopefully that staffing issue gets addressed because there are a number of people who don't want to set foot in Minneapolis anymore because of what's going on there. And, and okay, great, this is a symbolic gesture to be sure, at, at the very minimum, voting to not defund the police, but, okay, we still have to address the low staffing levels and whether that's a big priority of Mayor Fry. Uh, now, or once he assumes you know his new term uh, early next year, uh, remains to be seen. But uh, yeah, I mean, 
I'm sure there are plenty of businesses who are, you know, begging for their, you know, to be thrown a bone here because there's no way businesses are going to be able to survive at this current rate. So uh, kudos to Minneapolis, I guess, for making this grand statement that no defund the police is off the table. And for those of you city council members who advocated for that, you're out of here as well. Now, again, I think Andrea Jenkins was another one. Uh, She won her re-election overwhelmingly, whereas Jeremiah Ellison barely squeaked by. But a a resounding message was sent uh, out of Minneapolis. That that is for certain. And if you look at the breakdown of where this ballot initiative uh, was shot down, oh, gee, what a surprise. Uh, It was actually in areas where crime is most rampant. Now, if you were listening to our show on Tuesday, our friend Priya Samsundar called in, and and she had been seeing that there was low turnout in a lot of these crime-ridden areas where you would think they would be incentivized to get out there and vote no on defunding the police. So that was initially worrisome, and I had seen some polls, I forget which, uh, who was taking the survey, that indicated there was 49% in favor of defunding the police, 41% opposed, and 10% undecided. And when I saw that, I'm like, oh, boy, this thing could possibly pass. So I'm not sure what sample they were pulling from. But it was very clear by looking at the map, particularly the crime-ridden areas on the north side, uh, definitely were not interested in defunding the police. So uh, even though that there was talk of some low turnout in those areas, they turned out enough uh, to turn back this uh, particular amendment. So uh, the strong mayor... Uh, Question one, the strong mayor ballot initiative passed. And question number three, rent control, that also passed. Um, for those who think that's going to help with affordable housing in Minneapolis, think again, uh, because those who are putting together and rehabbing rental properties in the city of Minneapolis, it's not going to be worth the time or the resources uh, to continue that. So uh, that's what's happened in Minneapolis, uh, St. Paul. Mayor Melvin Carter overwhelmingly reelected. No surprise there. They did have one ballot question in St. Paul. It was also having to do with rent control, and it capped rent increases at no more than three percent annually. But yet you have inflation currently running at like five percent. Uh, but you can go. But you can possibly go ahead and appeal to the city and maybe get a waiver and maybe uh, you know you know Mother May I can I get a increase? Uh, can I implement an increase of higher than three percent? Um, do you think, oh, I don't know, terrible economic policies by the party who the national party in charge in Washington, Democrats, which is an extension of the DFL and, and uh, St. Paul, think they they would allow that as a as a proper appeal uh, to increase rent higher than three percent? I have my doubts, to say the least. Uh, folks, if you listen to this show regularly, you know that I have a method to my madness how I pick my bumper music. And I do have a theme. It's the same thing theme I've been following for close to 10 years now. This week, I'm kind of changing up the theme of my musical selections for one week only. Uh, no one's been able to guess my regular weekly theme. Oh, actually, two people in the history have only guessed the regular weekly theme of how I pick my music. This week, I'm switching it up a little bit. So listen to the song. See if you can guess what it is. I think it's pretty easy if you are into music or paying attention to music in the news these days. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. We work to make your life easier, and we have done that again with our new add-on packages. These packages give a great value to the best group of accessories for getting the job done. Our Patriot package, for example, includes many things like oscillating and turbo nozzles, high-pressure gun swivel, flat surface cleaner, foam cannon, and much more. Call us or stop in today to find out how we can help you. American 
Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. That's 800-884-9018. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matamidai. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like uh, a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. And by the way, uh, we are up and running on our uh, Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Yes, we are live streaming the broadcast, so if you want to ch- uh, check into the comments section there as well, feel free. Wild Wilson, who else? Uh, as always, uh, tuning in, uh, checking us out wild. We appreciate the support. Excuse me, as always. I do want to get to a couple callers real quick before I move on to uh, national uh, elections. Uh, line one, Vincent in St. Paul. Vincent, go ahead. You're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Yes, thank you. Aloha. Aloha. Uh, <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, but the music there, it sounds like you got the dance floor going on over there at the studio. No dance floor here, and that's it. And since I'm on video, you don't want to see me dancing, Vincent. I'll just be—I'll just put it that way. So, a um, couple of things. One thing is, you talked about a precinct with one police car and the police in there. Where are the rest of the police sitting on there? On a chair in the offices, yeah. and also, if you, you ever heard of the Untouchables, Elliot Ness? Sure, well, he's back it. on TV now. Okay. And um, I grew up with that there. So those, well, that was during the 30s where, well, it was kind of worse there. Everybody was using the guns. Absolutely. Thanks, Vincent. We appreciate the uh, phone call. Line 2, Mark in St. Louis Park. Mark, good to hear from you. You're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Brad, as always, thanks for taking my call. Um I'll just get, I'll just have a quick comment that the city of Minneapolis was, was uh, one election away from becoming the island of Manhattan in the movie Escape from New York. <laughs> right. And if you don't know what I mean by that, please check out the movie. Then you'll understand what I just said 100%. And I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Appreciate the call. I, I kind of equated it to uh, uh, the Mad Max uh, post-apocalyptic style uh, scenario there. Uh, if they decided to uh, defund the police, it was already kind of s- surreal. Uh, because over the 
over the summer and spring over this past spring and summer, I mean, you had drag races in the middle of Lake Street. I mean, this isn't just some off the beaten path road. This is Lake Street. There's a lot of traffic going through there, and the idea that they were just flouting the law and just basically almost daring the police to come and answer the call. Uh, very scary, very scary to say the least. So thanks, Mark. We appreciate it. I did want to get to some national uh, election results. Uh, obviously, the focus was on Virginia because in a matter of about maybe a month or two, uh, Terry McAuliffe went from a comfortable lead in the Virginia gubernatorial race to all of a sudden it being neck and neck to the point where by Monday of this week, which was a day before Election Day, people were saying that Republican Glenn Youngkin, who was a political novice, had a real shot to win. And some were flat out predicting, yeah, Glenn Youngkin is going to win. And it was remarkable how that gap closed. But if you look at it, it really isn't because Glenn Youngkin ran a campaign that, well, was really addressing all of the desperation that people are feeling in this Joe Biden era. Joe Biden has been president for a little over nine months, nine and a half months, and everything he has touched has become a complete disaster. And if you remember, people didn't like Trump, even, you know, independents, Republican-leaning independents, didn't like Trump, thought that you know, his style of leadership was abhorrent in Washington. And they said, okay, and there was a realignment in 2020 where Republicans actually made significant gains in the U.S. House to offset you know, the, the uh, lunacy of the squad, but also voted in Joe Biden because their, their mindset was, well, Joe Biden at least brings us uh, some compassion and some comp- competence into the office. And yet, if we vote to keep the Republican-held Senate in place and, you know, vote out the Democrats in the U.S. House, then we'll effectively neutral any damage Biden can do. Well, they, they to borrow a term from President Bush, misunderestimated uh, the progressive chops of Joe Biden, because Joe Biden has shown that he's very much evolved into a far-left progressive. Okay. But the fact of the matter is people were voting for a realignment in in, in 2020. Well, Joe Biden has failed every conceivable metric of the competence and compassion mantra that people voted him in. I mean, you need to just only whether you're pumping your own gas or going to the grocery store, you're seeing that your cost of living is getting out of control and your obligatory cost of living increases aren't going to be able to meet that threshold. And so what Glenn Youngkin did is appealed to a lot of those issues, including education. And obviously Loudoun County being a hot spot where there was, you know, all of the transgender politics and it was determined that Loudoun County didn't get law enforcement involved when a boy wearing a dress identified as a female and thus used the girl's bathroom and raped a young girl in that bathroom. And that plus parents being able to see what their kids see and hear firsthand, what their kids were being taught because their kids were being taught via Zoom during the pandemic, realized what is what is this stuff being injected in our curriculum? And so Glenn Youngkin appealed to all of those particular issues, economic issues, education. I mean, virus, when you, when you look at the Virginia exit polls, the coronavirus was fourth on the list. It was incredible. There was the economy was number one, education was number two, uh, taxes was number three, and the virus coronavirus was number four. So that that punctures a lot of leftist narratives. I'm going to get into that a little bit because we're coming up against a hard break here in another minute. But what really what in a blue state like Virginia, and it is a blue state, one that Joe Biden won by ten points, Barack Obama won by similar margins excuse me, in 2008, uh, or actually 2012. Uh, 2008, it was still purplish. 2012, Barack Obama won Virginia handily. Hillary Clinton won it pretty comfortably in 2016. So it's a blue state. Virginia has evolved into a blue state over the past decade, decade and a half. So if you are running as a Republican on those issues and you're appealing to independence, you're still going to need 
to peel off maybe a few moderate Democrats. And the fact that Terry McAuliffe said during a debate that he does not believe parents should have a say in their kids' school curriculum, that's what really helped torpedo his campaign. And Glenn Young, Youngkin emerged victorious in the gubernatorial race. So uh, the Republicans also swept the other statewide races, uh, a lieutenant governor with Winsome Sears and attorney general with Jason Meares. So uh, the Democrats were screaming that Republicans were using racist dog whistles during the campaign. And after Election Day, Democrats didn't learn a damn thing as they doubled down on that rhetoric. Yeah, we'll be back with that and here to take your phone calls. 651-289-4488. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No No wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Have you recently received a quote for an exterior home improvement project that was so high it made you seriously consider selling the house instead? In today's market, it's more important than ever to get multiple bids to make sure you're getting the best possible prices on any investment in your home. I'm Ryan with my three quotes. Not only can I provide you the most competitive bids in the Twin Cities for free, but I can guarantee it will be the quickest and easiest way to get them. Whether you need siding, roofing, or windows, I will personally come to your house for a short meeting so we can determine which name brands make the most sense for you and your house. And I'm all about multiple options, so you can have a variety of price points to choose from. A few days later, you'll receive an email from me with the bids attached. I've done the homework on brands and contractors, so you don't have to. It's that simple. No salespeople, no pressure, and no obligation to buy. To set up one short meeting with me, visit GetMyThreeQuotes.com. That's the number three, GetMyThreeQuotes.com. I should have done it sooner. That's a comment heard often from satisfied patients at INeedMoreHair.com. Dennis Prager here. If you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss, go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what they're doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free and the results are amazing. You'll be under the care of some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in the country. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including notable Hollywood personalities a full head of hair they can do the same for you their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business if you have hair loss don't put this off another day contact i need at their office in egan for your free consultation experience you can trust prices you can afford today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at i need Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate tuning in. Uh, Continuing our recap from this past Tuesday's election results. Yeah, a huge, uh, huge upset in Virginia where Republicans swept all of the statewide offices. Glenn Youngkin being elected governor, Winston Sears being elected lieutenant governor, and Jason Meares elected attorney general. In addition, Republicans flipped the Virginia House of Delegates. I believe Virginia, it was 55-45 Democrats. 
Uh, as of right now, Republicans have flipped six seats to give them 51, a majority, and there's one seat, I believe, still outstanding. But regardless, uh, Republicans seized the opportunity in Virginia. And as I mentioned going in, a lot of people, a lot of uh, progressive commentators, Democrats themselves, all they have now to try to beat back Republicans is they scream January 6th or racist dog whistle. That That's all they have. No addressing of the substance of the issues. When critical race theory is broached, people dismiss, oh, it's not real. It's not a thing. It's not being, there is no critical race theory class. Well, no one's saying there's a class. Okay, but it's seeping into the curriculum. And another one is they can, they conflate CRT with American history. It's like, well, look at this. Republicans, they don't want American history taught in schools. They want to deny that there was slavery or any kind of racial tensions that were taking place in America's history. We need to learn about this, you know, so we don't repeat our history. And again, that's a straw man. No one is saying American history shouldn't be taught. But what the problem is, is when American history is taught, particularly when it has to do with slavery, and particularly when it has to do with the racial tensions in the 1960s, a lot of the racial unrest, no one, they want to use that as a cudgel to say that there's white supremacy. And we continue to live in a society of whiteness where you know, whites continue to trample on the rights of black people. And instead of looking at students as uniquely indiv- individualistic, They want to separate us into groups all over again. So, no, it's it's, critical race theory is not a class, an actual class. Okay, look up the works, uh, the writings on this of Christopher Rufo. He put together a primer via Hillsdale College. Definitely uh, go to Hillsdale College websites, Google it, and uh, you can find the information on that. I was able to get my own copy. But this is what. Democrat, this is all Democrats had. They tried to shame white voters, Republican voters, whomever, you know, independents who are leaning on voting Republican. They tried to shame all these people and saying, well, if you vote for Glenn Youngkin at all, you are basically looking to firmly establish white supremacy. They were saying this going into the election, and they were basically doubling down coming out of the election. Oh, do I got a roster of sound bites for you? Uh, I'm going to go through a uh, a couple of uh, sound clips. This was on Tuesday morning or afternoon, so it was while Election Day was occurring, but the polls were still open. Uh, this is Nicole Wallace on MSNBC on Tuesday talking to a group of panelists. Uh, listen to what she has to say, cut number one. I think we know the answer to some of this. I watched Glenn Youngkin's interviews on Fox News, and he did nothing that Claire's He did not... I mean, he worshipped at the altar of Donald Trump on Fox News. He flew an insurrection flag at his rallies. He simply didn't, he played dumb about a, 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 a Zoom rally. He did not really put much distance between himself and Donald Trump on the big lie or the deadly insurrection in which police officers were maimed by flagpoles. So I think that the, the real ominous thing is that critical race theory, which isn't real, turned the suburbs 15 points to the Trump insurrection-endorsed Republican. What do Democrats do about that? There was literally nothing factual in that entire statement. Literally nothing, except the suburbs were turned by 15 points. Not because Glenn Youngkin embraced an insurrectionist supporting Trump, but there was nothing in that statement that was true. Nothing. Uh, cut number two, Van Jones uh, on CNN. Again, this was uh, before, a little bit before polls closed. Uh, this is what he uh, had to say about uh, Glenn Youngkin. First of all, it's not over. Um, you do have the, the grassroots uh, folks out there uh, fighting for this on the Democratic Party side. The stakes are high. Uh, when this election is over in Virginia, we will know. Have we seen the emergence of the Delta variant of Trumpism? The Delta variant of Trumpism. In other words, Youngkin, uh, same disease, but spreads a lot faster and can get a lot more places. 
That's a uh, that's a warm and fuzzy feeling you get, huh? Using a uh, a deadly virus as an analogy, talking about a campaign. Well, the fact of the matter is, talking about education, talking about the economy, talking about taxes, right? Appealing to the working class. Progs are convinced those are racist dog whistles. So one thing that Republicans, particularly Republicans who are Trump hesitant or even never Trump, said, look, it was undeniable Trump appealed to demographics of voters that Republicans have not since the early 1960s of Nixon. So there was an opportunity to go with the Trump message without implementing the messenger himself, i.e. Trump. And Trump was not a much of a factor in this campaign as much as he wanted to take credit for Yunkin's victory. I mean, he immediately took to his Save America PAC once Yunkin was declared the winner in some circles and said, you know, uh, it was my endorsement and my voters that put him over the top. That's just 100% not true. Okay, yeah, Trump. those who supported Trump probably went out and voted for Yunkin. So if Trump wanted to take credit for it, meaning he didn't he didn't tell his voters to stay home, which he basically told them to do in the Georgia runoff elections for the two Senate seats back in January. OK. But this idea that he was the reason Yunkin won is is ludicrous. Again, Virginia is a blue state. You don't appeal to moderate Democrats or independents with Trumpism and a Trump message. That just doesn't happen. So uh, they continued their flailing. So Van Jones, it's interesting. You heard him refer to Yunkin's campaign as kind of the Delta variant of Trumpism. Uh, Cut number three, after it was determined late Tuesday night that that Yunkin was likely the winner of the gubernatorial race, it almost seems like Van Jones of CNN had a little bit of self-awareness. Uh, cut number three. In such, in such a short period of time. And so I think Democrats have to look in the mirror now because the New Jersey situation, you don't have a bunch of critical race theory stuff there. You don't have huh. a bunch of uh, Trump. You don't have Terry McAuliffe, you know, doing that. It, there's something happening out here. It could be just anti-incumbent. I think that's a part of it. But I think that there's something else that's happening. I think that... I think that Democrats are coming across in ways that we don't recognize that are annoying and offensive um, and seem out of touch in ways that I don't think show up in our feeds when we're looking at, at, at our kind of echo chamber. And I think that this is a message here because uh, Scott was describing a go- well, When you're talking about our, you're talking about Dem- Democrats. Cause yes. It seems annoying to a lot of people. Well, <laughs> Okay, well, I mean, kudos to Van Jones. It almost sounded like he had obtained some sort of self-awareness, say, you know, there's things that Democrats say that are annoying and offensive, and it may not come up as we're scrolling through our echo chamber. He basically admits that, yeah, Democrats are kind of living in a bubble here, that they think just screaming racist dog whistles on January 6th is going to put them over the top. And it's just not true. And they found this out the hard way, yet... uh, the day after, or in subsequent days, they still appeared to have not learned a dang thing. So I'll have some more sound clips here, but first I want to get to Mike's call. Mike from Rosemont is on line one. Mike, go ahead. Good afternoon, Brad. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Um, a little reference here. I don't know if you've ever seen the uh, movie The Untouchables. There's a scene in that movie where Kevin Costner as Elliot Ness and Sean Connery as Officer James Malone make a blood oath. And basically he tells Ness, Costner, these are the people that you're up against. And you got to go all in if you're going to go up against these people. Now, if you remember, when Barack Obama was in, the phrase fundamentally transform. Mm-hmm. This is a big game play here, folks. This has been going on for a long time, and if you remember, Barack Obama did everything he could to incite divisiveness and stir up that race issue. And it's just been more of the same, and like you referred to Nicole Wallace's piece there, they will keep spouting these lies on and on and on 
and on. So the question to the Republicans and liberty-minded people, and in the movie, James Malone says, what are you prepared to do? Because right. you got to go all in on these people. They're coming for us. And I want people to realize that. I'll hang up and listen to your response. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Uh, you're exactly right. Winning elections is one thing. We've proven we've been able to do that over the past decade, decade and a half. You know, Republicans, that is. But, okay, now when it comes time to govern, you know, what are you going to do? Now it's going to be a little easier in Virginia when you have the majority in the House of Delegates as well as the governor's office. So now it's time to follow through. Now it's time to really make these you know, substantive changes. But I think this just shows that if you govern on the issues or campaign on the issues that people really care about, yeah, you're going to lock in your core, you're going to lock in your base, but you also have the opportunities independents are up for grabs. Uh, Republicans, I, I mean, you heard Nicole Wallace, the one factual statement she made was Republicans made like a 15% gain in the suburbs. We saw in 2018 Republicans were starting to get a little nervous because the suburbs, they took a shellacking in the 2018 midterms. But it appears that the suburb people live in the suburbs were willing to give Democrats a chance. And when they saw what they didn't like, okay, now Republicans, what do you have to appeal to them, to the suburbanites? And that's where Republicans have an opportunity to make some positive gains is to be disciplined with their message and not be caught up in any cult of personality, i.e. Trump. So I appreciate the call, Mike. Uh, All good comments. I I sense an untouchables theme because Vincent invoked that in the uh, first segment. So wasn't planning to go there, but uh, it it does seem to work in some areas. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. You gotta have something if you wanna be with me. AM twelve eighty the Patriot. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. We're in this together, and we will get through this together. The vaccines are tested effective and needed. Welcome to the clinic. Which arm? Get your COVID-19 vaccine so we can do this. And this. And this. We are now boarding flight. Together again. Because we got through it together. This message sponsored by the Helmsley Charitable Trust, aired with the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and the station. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Warning. Warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. 
Hear the top voices in conservative radio on your Amazon smart speaker. Now streaming AM 1280 The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Just ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis. That's Play the Patriot Minneapolis. Welcome back. AM 12 the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And I only got about uh, six, seven minutes to go in the segment, so I did want to get to more sound clips before we wrap up the hour, first hour. Uh, the morning after, cut number four, uh, Brianna Keeler and Kirsten Powers were on a CNN panel. I think this is Brianna Keeler's show, Kirsten Powers, was part of this uh, CNN uh, panel. So it starts off with Kirsten Powers talking, kind of doing a postmortem of the election, and Brianna Keeler uh, weighs in as well. Cut number four, go. There was all of this, you know, talking about critical race theory and and representing it as if it was happening in elementary school, which, of course, is not even being taught there. But it's there were a lot of these hot button cultural issues, I think, that um, that 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 Youngkin was really able to use to his advantage. Um, I don't think that that's right because I think it was misrepresented. But this this is now, I think, also the Republican playbook is is to use these issues to scare people, basically, um, a, a feeling out of control, you know, that, that everything's out of control with their children and they need to be protected from these people with this, uh, demagogues and this agenda, right? Yeah, sure. uh, let's be clear. Some of it was dog whistle. Yeah. Right? Some of it was... Uh, dog whistle racism, a thousand percent. But, but for a lot of voters, that's not what it was. It was more this this anxiety when it comes to schooling, having had their children out of school for so long, and obviously those not being choices that they made, but that were dictated for them. They may have agreed with them, but many clearly disagreed. Yeah. Um, I, I do think, and I, I've been saying this for a long time, I, I do think that a lot of times we look at these things and we, we read a lot into them um, when, when my ultimate takeaway is that whether it's Democrats or Republicans, everybody's pretty unhappy. Okay. You know what's interesting? I saw this clip uh, while Kirsten Powers were ta- was talking about you know the Republicans with these hot-button cultural issues and racist dog whistle and CRT and whatnot. What they had was a graphic right next to Kirsten Powers while she was saying all this. So she was focused more on the education about how Republicans were demagoguing that CRT and you know they were even saying that it doesn't really exist. Right next to Kirsten Powers were exit poll questions. The, what was the most important issues to voters? Economy slash jobs, 33% was the number one issue. But yet she's saying, well, you know, uh, Youngkin, he used these dog whistle uh, racist uh, uh, tactics in order to scare voters into voting for him. Education was second, a distant second, 24 percent. Taxes was number three at 15 percent. So you take economy and jobs and taxes, which aggregately are fiscal issues. That's 48 percent. Nearly half of people in the exit polling indicated that fiscal issues was their most important issue when going to the polls. Yet a quarter of them was talking about education. And we're not even talking about CRT. We're talking education in a broader scope, particularly when you have someone like Terry McAuliffe, <coughs> I mean McAuliffe, saying that, well, I don't believe that parents should have a say in their kids' education, their kids' curriculum, or how teachers should do their jobs. That, that was the biggest impact. In addition to, as we said, now one part CNN did get right, Brianna Kaler herself did get right, is how kids were kept out of school for over a year and how significant that is for children. And Mary Catherine Ham, CNN commentator, she wasn't part of this panel, but she lives in Virginia and has talked about how the private school a mile from her kids' shuttered public school showed it was possible to run a school with very safe results, thereby preventing learning loss and many mental health issues for kids. But yet, when those issues, when that was brought up, when that was brought up as an objection as to why public schools were closed, it's like, oh, you just want to kill teachers. You just want to kill kids. 
Whereas teachers in Fairfax County, and again, this is from Mary Catherine Ham, who lives right in Virginia, they got to jump the line and get vaccinated early with all the first responders and health workers who worked all pandemic. And the parents cheered it until they then declined to go back in the classrooms. Okay? So we're still to this day, people are being shamed. You need to get vaccinated. You need to get vaccinated to protect others. Okay, the teachers were one of the first to get vaccinated, but yet a lot of them didn't go back in the classroom, wouldn't go back in the classroom. Thanks, National Education Association. And Randy Weingarten, who, by the way, was campaigning constantly with Terry McAuliffe. You don't think that resonated with parents? Seeing the head of the National Education Association campaigning with Terry McAuliffe? McAuliffe on once during a debate saying kids shouldn't have a say in what's being taught in schools. And on the other end, Randy Weingarten, basically fighting for teachers to stay out of the classroom, even though they're vaccinated, and even though they're teaching kids who, depending upon the age group, are at the lowest risk of attaining the uh, the virus. There are some age groups of kids where the chances of getting the virus are lower than a fully vaccinated adult. So when you're talking about 24%, saying education was their most important issue, saying that it was just strictly because of CRT is completely dishonest and flat-out wrong, and it's gaslighting. But again, I can't emphasize enough, this is all progressives have. All they have is racist dog whistle on January 6th. That's all they they have, because if you have to focus on their awful policies, we're seeing what's happening at the national level, an awful supply chain, People's everyday cost of living, whether it's getting gasoline or buying groceries, is getting out of control. And there was a story done in CNN of a foster family of, I think, six kids. So a total of eight people in the family, mom and dad, and and I believe six kids, four of them foster and a couple adopted. It's like they're having to buy 12 gallons of milk per week. Okay? And just seeing how buying milk how the cost of milk has gone up, and how that's impacting a middle-class to lower-middle-class family. And it was mocked by the elites. So long story short, they haven't learned a damn thing from what cost them in Virginia and what hampered them in New Jersey, where they're an incumbent Democrat governor in a state where Joe Biden won by 16 points, almost lost. But keep it up, Progs. Keep it up, because 2022 is a-coming, and there's going to be a reckoning. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming back in mere moments with me, Brad Carlson. Go nowhere. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. 3853. That's 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. 
Com. Hey, you still got that trick need? It starts hurting whenever the weather's going to change? Yeah, I'm feeling it now, eh? It's that old hockey injury. You know, an Arctic Spa all-wetter pool from Premier Pool and Spa could help you relieve some of those aches and pains. No kidding, eh? Yeah, imagine coming home from a long day at the salt mine and easing into a world of warmth and comfort. Oh, yeah, I can almost feel it. And then, when you're all limbered up, you can stay in tip-top shape with an invigorating swim. Wow, sounds like an all-weather pool from Premier Pool and Spa is a hot tub, a spa, and a pool all in one. Yeah, and because it's engineered for the world's harshest climates, it's perfect for Minnesota. Hey, maybe after a few sessions in my pool, I can actually get back on the ice again. If you mean for ice fishing... Then I would say, let's go, eh? That's probably more my speed. Hey, all-weather pools from Arctic Spa are on sale now at Premier Pool and Spa in Chanhassen. You deserve it. Premier Pool and Spa, online at premierpools.com. AM 1280, The Patriot. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.